Listen here, guys and gals. Gather around, friends and pals. It's the MMA Scope. I am PTD, and this is PTD Radio. On this episode of PTD Radio, we'll go ahead and check in with PTD himself. I am Hodger Dodger Blitzen Comet. Uh, call me Comet for short. Uh... PTD, how you doing? Baby, Comet, it's good to talk to you, my friend. As always, I am flying out to Las Vegas, Nevada, baby, to watch the greatest show in Vegas this whole year, baby. Zion Williamson, tip it off on July 5th. Well, uh, why are you going to be out there till July 5th? A lot of cocaine, a lot of strip. We ain't recording now, is we, Comet, baby? Uh... PTD, I hate to tell you. Yes, we are. Oh, my God. Go ahead and cut that out, baby. I do not do strippers nor cocaine, baby, okay? PTD Radio, very, very family-friendly show. I'm going to log off. I just got to uh, the church, baby, so I'll give you a holler back comment. Well, thanks, PTD. It's always good to hear from you. We also, as always... Have our very <coughs> special guest, BDC Henry. Um, are you done or no? No, no. Uh, I'm gonna keep this going for a few minutes. Okay. Um, first of all, last time you were in Vegas, you um, uh, I'll, I'll tell the story real quick. We land. You had a crisis uh, take place in your life. Uh, so we go to this uh, this this little strip mall type deal, and we go into a cupcake place, and you proceed to buy uh, about 20 cupcakes, and uh, from there, we cross the road directly into a, uh, was it a haagen I was not there. Uh, oh, you, you not, were there. Um, it must have been Patrick. You crush some haagen ice cream, and then to put a period on this story... As we're exiting, we, we were approached by a bit of an overzealous gentleman in a uh, tank top asking us if, uh, well, I'll be frank, he asked us if we like banging whores, uh, I believe is what he asked. Um, so that was quite once an experience. It, once again, this is a very family-friendly radio show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he asked it. I am Patrick the Dog Shaheen. I'm Ball Skaggs. And this is the MMA scope. That's not actually Boss Gags. That is Cole, BDC, Lasso from El Paso, El Kadong, uh, Henry. Um, what's up, bud? Oh, uh, not a whole lot. Uh, Did gonna... you like that one? Yeah, that was a good Look, one. Look, folks, I'm trying here, okay? This, uh, we, we, that was take two. I messed up, uh, the first take. I, we won't... I... Hanged the shit out of him when he messed up. Uh, it was pretty sad. Still haven't seen a paycheck. You're not going to see one. What? I fired you weeks what ago. You keep showing up. Not. We signed a deal and then you started yeah, getting Yeah, we did. I, I, up. Yeah, I ate the you deal. You started getting... Always sunny style. Just ate it. Shit it out. Flushed it. You but you go? still have the Lambos. Can I, yeah. have, can no. I have one of them? No, 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 no. But if you do want to go into can my sewage system, you could probably find the paper. Can I have one of the Lambos? 
What are we talking about? Definitely. Bullshit. We got um, a we got an action packed show, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. As always, family friendly. Um, Please sponsor us. And when this episode ends, I've, I've got to go to the public library to look through a telescope at uh, some stars. Kys kid. Gg. Uh, um, Kys jelly. Gg. It's fucking. Okay. Uh, UFC Greensville took place this past weekend, for anybody that didn't know. Uh, Greenville is a city in uh, South Carolina, which beautiful. is apparently a state in the Union. Beautiful, beautiful um, place. Uh, live from the Bon Secours Wellness Arena, uh, UFC Fight Night um, 1000, I'm sorry, UFC Fight Night 154, uh, or UFC on ESPN Plus 12. I had 12 of those events. Um, just, what was your overall... Um, this is a question that David likes to ask, so I'll steal it real quick. What uh, what was your overall grade for this card? The main event saved the main card, and uh, the undercard overperformed. <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I pretty much agree. The undercard, from what I saw, was uh, pretty good. I'll tell you what. You missed Rosenstreich. That was one of the most impressive performances of the night. Real talk. At 32, that dude's a prospect. It's weird. The heavy division's weird, but, I mean, look, you come in the UFC, you get two KO wins against, you know, not the nearly the top competition, but he, he he's shown he knows how to throw a kick and a punch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we'll just briefly touch on the undercard. You know, we had Duran Wynn pick up uh, his first win. Fight, fight of the, fight the night. night. Yeah, with Eric Spicely. Uh, Molly McCann picked up a win. You mentioned Rosenstruck. Uh, Luis Pena beat up Matt Weeman. Um, the Ashley Yoder Siri Kondo fight, I didn't see it, but looking at the scores, they're 30 26, 30 25, 30 24, so that must have been uh, an asshole. You and I uh, disagreed on our stance on Luis Pena. Sorry to interrupt, bud, but uh, you thought it wasn't a, his best performance or it wasn't what you were looking for. I thought he dominated that fight, and sure, he didn't get a finish, but, I mean, he controlled that fight entirely. Yeah, I just, I don't, uh, I just, I just not really been impressed with him at any point. I mean, he did look good, but again, Matt Weeman hasn't fought in five years, and, and and Weeman stayed in there for five, you know, for, for 15 minutes almost. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not a big, a big supporter of Pena right now, but, uh... He could definitely adjust and be better at life. I mean, he definitely... I don't necessarily think he had a bad performance against Matt Weeman. It's just his overall game. I just don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it'll be interesting to see what he ends up doing. Um, and Kevin Aguilar beat uh, Dan Ige, except he didn't. Dan Ige beat Kevin yeah, Aguilar. That happened. Um, main card, uh, Holland beat Chacarico. Andre Lee beat De La Rosa. Andre Ewell beat uh, Anderson DeSantos. Randy Brown... Knocked Brian Barberina out. And then the main event, which is what we're going to talk about. Uh, Chan Sun Young and Hinato Moicano. Um, How long did it last? 58 seconds. I uh, did not watch a single second of that fight. Uh, you got out of your chair and started screaming. And I look over and I guess I did watch like 4 or 5 seconds. Or like 10 seconds when he was finishing him, like the process of just beating him up on the ground and getting the ref to stop it. He knocked him out. That was a clean knockout, but he did catch his <coughs> consciousness. What were you doing? Watching Zion highlights. I I watched a lot of Zion highlights. Are there uh, any Zion porn parodies yet? There so. is a uh, Lenny Ball. He is a porn star. 
Lenny Ball. Yeah. You see the fourth ball, brother? Lonnie Ball. Excuse me, I believe it's Lonnie that. Ball. <coughs> mm, interesting. Riveting. Um, good fight. Where do you see both guys going from this point? Um, a lot of people... I think it's recency bias, but a lot of people want Chan Sung Young to get a title shot or a title eliminator bout. I think he needs to win a couple more. Um, Moicano's in a tough spot. Two straight losses. It's a tough competition, but still um, two straight losses. Uh, where do you think they're going with their careers? Barbarina needs... That's who we're talking about? No. Moicano uh, um, needs a win. Uh, you got to start looking towards the bottom of the top 15 to get an opponent that you feel comfortable against. Uh, Korean Zombie was ranked 12 coming into this fight, and that's definitely... Uh, he should have been higher. I'll say that. Uh, but hindsight, whatever. He uh, he needs a win. You don't want to get four straight losses in the UFC. I don't care how promising you once were. Um, and Korean Zombie, man, I uh, said it last night. I think a matchup with Jose Aldo... Makes a lot of sense for both fighters right now. Korean Zombie um, should have. All right, you know The Walking Dead? Yeah. You remember. Um, what was his name? The Asian kid? Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Damn it, what was it? Like, he's like the Earl? No. It, he was like my favorite dude on the show. Anyway, what what they should have done here, they should have somehow timed it. They should have they should have had Chan Sun Young on the show, and when he was killed on the show, he should have made his UFC debut as the Korean Zombie like three months later, and it would have been this super interesting scripted television show continuation into real life sports. What are we talking about right now? <sighs> Are you seriously not following me? I mean, it doesn't... What do you think about... What, what, well, where do you think these fighters are going in there? I'm talking about The Walking Dead right now. Are okay. you serious? Keep going. Uh, I'm, well, I'm done now. I have to start <laughs> all so, over. I'm sorry. I ruined everything. You do. You did. I'm sorry, bro. Um, anyway, you know, Chan Sung Young, I think, needs uh, to take a fight against... Um, you know, I would like a rematch with Jose Aldo. I just think it makes sense. Aldo's kind of in that spot where he's not going to get a rematch, so he might as well top, fight top contenders. He's kind of in that Joseph Benavidez spot right now, so um, granted, Joseph Benavidez might be getting a title shot soon, but I just mean the, the spot that he's been in as of late, so uh, I guess that's it for Greenville, unless you want to... Beautiful, beautiful city, beautiful state, beautiful arena. Uh, the fans were beautiful. Uh, everything was beautiful about it. Underwhelming card in name value, but those fans left entertained. So those fans left entertained. I can't believe you weren't following my Walking Dead spiel there. That's really just. Where was it going? It, that, it, that, that, it that, that was pretty much it. It was. It was around before the show. Yeah, they should have timed it differently. So they should have delayed his career. No, they should have killed the kid on. They, they should have killed him off earlier on the Walking Dead. They're not the same person. They should have been, is what I'm saying. Are you not listening? <coughs> that dude couldn't look like the Korean zombie. He didn't have to look like the Korean. I'm saying instead of whoever played the kid, it should have been Chan Sung Young that played him. But he can't speak English. Who can't speak English? Chan Sung Young? 
out. I mean, he can't. Is that true? He's got to learn how. He's okay. a star. I may have found a may have found a, a, a flaw in my. I'm we'll, not trying we'll to shoot. On. I'm not trying to shoot your dreams down. It kind of sounds like you are. You were just you were going pretty far off the rails. It wasn't that far off the rails. I thought that it was. I was making a pretty good point and it pretty much pertained. We're talking about Korean Zombie. What he wants to do next? I'm talking about what he could have done in the past. I'm sorry that I want to see these guys branch off into acting and make more money. I'm sorry that I care about the fighters and you just you just want them to be street performers. Is that what it is? Are they street performers? They perform in front of. You know, 10,000 plus people. Uh, it wasn't BKFC um, at, a, at a state fair. BKFC is a street performance. Is it true that their next event's at a meatpacking plant? I don't know, and I don't care. That's what I heard. All right, we're talking about that next, or we're talking about Bellator? No, we'll talk about that. Uh, well, we're, we're just going to talk about specifically the Pauli and Artem fight and the Masasi and Lovato Jr. fight. Okay. Uh, and we'll also talk about how disorganized Bellator was. But uh, first, Pauli and Artem... Um, Arden didn't land a single punch. Uh, somehow, still busted Polly out pretty good, though. Um, I guess it's weird because people call it an upset, but I mean, is it even really an upset? And I guess people expected Polly to win because it was an up, you know, a stand-up fight. And again, you know, I picked Polly as well, but I did have a feeling that it would be a little different than people expected. And I said it twice in podcast form. What? I think the main takeaway was is that nobody understands the judging. I, I don't I don't think judging. Okay, so whenever these judges are supposed to be judging on, which I don't know exactly is, mm-hmm. uh, 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 wasn't very offensive. No, but you you could argue that he would have potentially won that boxing match. You know, he was moving oh, in and out. You know, he was, he was landing a lot of jabs. You know, Artem really, you know, he was so technically, he just kept rushing in and right. just, just connecting. Just Eating even, shots and connecting. Yeah, I mean, he was just running his body into Pauly if right. he could. And that's I what guess, this is about, man. Yeah, this, yeah, I mean, this fight yeah. is fighting without kicks or wrestling. But it, it just fucked my point here is that, you know, I just wonder if we really understood the rule set and knew that it was going to consist of a lot of clinching and just running into, like, you know, Paulie's, I've, you know, I've always pointed out that Paulie can't take a shot, but it's actually, he has a lot of KO losses, but it's not like he's like a one-shot, get-knocked-out type of dude. He just has been outboxed by a lot of dudes who have hit him a lot and knocked him out. But, um, you know, I don't know if we should have expected him to win. I, I don't know what we should have expected, but uh, I guess... The, What's the what's the limit for for Artem Lobov and Bare Knuckle Boxing? He's the star of the franchise. So what's and the, I love it for Artem. What's the what is that? What mean? do you think he made? What do you think he made Saturday night? I think it's fifty grand at least. I would think around there, yeah. That's more than he was making in the UFC. And he's winning. He's so. winning. He's the star. Artem is no doubt the face of the franchise, and I think that will get them somewhat far. Maybe to 15. It's going to crash and burn. I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. I think this fight is what kept it around and got it another, you know, event. Um, the next next uh, BKFC 7's main event is a fun fight. You know, Jason Knight and Leonard Garcia would have been an epic MMA fight. But 
it does just seem like eventually they'll run into a point where they don't have these ex UFC stars and boxers. I mean, I just it just kind of seems like it's a you know. An, I remember a long time ago, Cole Conrad called MMA a dead-end career. And it's like it is for 99% of fighters. You know, a lot of them, they'll spend their whole careers fighting and they'll never get anywhere. And, you know, but BKFC, it's like, you know, the top guys, we don't even know what they're making. It just seems like, uh, I don't know if it's the best career choice, these guys. But um, what you're starting to see is a trend to where, and Conor started it, these guys are looking towards post-fighting like athletes look towards post-NFL or NBA. They're looking to the media. You can't tell me that a guy like Israel Adesanya, doesn't matter how his career pans out, will have some kind of job he after definitely NFL. will. And especially, you know, guys like him... Dustin you know, Poirier will find something. Like, as the UFC progresses and, and advance, you know, moves throughout the world, you know, eventually they'll have a show in Nigeria. Like, there's several fighters. There. Right. And, you know, if it starts to grow, you'll have guys, you know, like Adesanya, there will be more media jobs because there will be, like, UFC Nigeria or something. Right. And they'll have to have guys like him who are prominent fighters from the area on the show. So there will be lots of media jobs for guys. You know, and plus, Adesanya's a prominent fighter. But it's like the difference is you have a lot of guys in the media, you know, in the NFL that weren't great football players, but they still made pretty decent money. Right. That's the thing about the this, though, is that, you know, like, Paul Felder, if he didn't have this media job, what would he really be making? Probably not a whole Not much. Lot. He probably makes more from tele... Well, no. He might. You know, I mean, I assume he gets paid every time he's on TV. You know, I assume it's like a per appearance. All right. I don't know. I don't know how it would work, but my point is just that it's, it's weird It's got to be contractual. They got to give him a set amount of dates that he has to broadcast and pay him, you know... Probably per show. He probably gets a check, but it's yeah. got to be in contract. Yeah, for sure. I wonder but, what that number is. I don't know. I mean, Because in all fairness, they're probably paying for his hotel room. And you also have to realize, he's essentially... I mean, he could just be looking at it as like a long-term move when the career ends. He'll still have the commentary. Right. But you, you got to see it from the point of view that he's definitely not training as much as he could. No. Because he's traveling. Right. And so it's like he's got to be making enough to offset, you know, what he's losing... I don't know. It's just such a weird thing. I think it's a guy who realized that he might not be title, uh, he might not be champion level, so why not try to, I don't know, because now he's making more per fight. You can argue sure. that. Yeah, well, he's so just there's benefits all around from it. Yeah. I don't know where we started to get to that point, so I'm sorry. No, it's all good. We were just kind of talking about guys getting uh, other opportunities. Yeah. But, you know, you think, you know, back to, I have Chance So Young up on my computer right now, and it's like, you know, I'm sure the UFC has a presence in Korea, but what if it becomes, like, a major sport there? I'm sure they have sports television He shows. is known nationwide. Yeah, there. Like, and, and that's what my point, you know, these guys will have media opportunities, but not everybody. It's like, what I don't think, what I think is weird is, like, on KPLC, you'll never hear anything about, like, Dustin Poirier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, you would think... Did, was there anything about Daniel Cormier anywhere? Probably never. You'd no. think that Daniel Cormier would be, like, a local hero. I mean, the guy... I mean, I know he didn't, like, wrestle for, the, you know, Louisiana for college or anything, but this is a guy that was from Louisiana. He's an Olympian. Right. He's one of the greatest UFC fighters ever. Like, it just seems uh, weird that he hasn't gained more traction around here. I guess MMA just still isn't... Uh, I don't know. I feel like if we had a QB go pro, 
and do something. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. On to the next. Jake DeLone, baby. Yeah. The goat. Uh, on to the next one. Uh, Masasi, Gago Masasi, and Rafael Lovato Jr. Uh, headlined a pretty disorganized Bellator card. Um, it was actually two events in one. It was Bellator 223 and Bellator London. Makes no fucking sense. No, it doesn't. It went on for hours. The, the way that it was broadcast in the United States was odd. Um, uh, the main thing we're just going to talk about, though, is, uh, you know, you and I were both really, really high on uh, Gegard Masasi. Um, he lost his belt via majority decision to Rafael Lovato Jr. Uh, do you think we'll see a rematch? We're going to make this segment called Patrick Looks Like an Asshole on Twitter. Um, I declared Gegard Musasi is the best 185er in the world. Uh, I love Gegard Musasi. The dude brings it every time he's in the cage. I still have not seen that fight. It was a shocker when I found out Lovato. Now, this is just from my point of view that Lovato won. That may be because I don't know that much about Lovato Jr., uh, but kudos to him. I think they will run it back. It only makes sense. Lovato Jr. wipes him out again. Could he not move up to 205? From what I understand, he's a fairly big 185-er. Yeah, he's, I'll go over a little bit of that here in a second. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a rematch makes sense. If he beats Gegard twice at 185, the 185 division's pretty weak in Bellator. You just beat a guy twice, uh, go up to 205, challenge, give Bader a real challenge. Uh, it's a good thing for Bellator. You never want to have one-horse divisions. Uh, so I, I'm uh, happy for the dude, and I wish him all the best. Yeah, and, you know, this has got to be a positive. You know, Bellator is sometimes criticized for signing these ex-UFC fighters, but Masasi was a guy that was still respected from his UFC days. He hadn't lost. He left the UFC on, like, a four- or five-fight win streak. So, you know, you have a guy like Lovato Jr. who comes in and beats Masasi. He's He's got to be a top-ten middleweight now. I mean, whereas if you looked at his career before this, you know, his biggest win, I mean, he, he has a win over Kevin Holland from 2015, which is... But, I mean, aside from that, he mostly was fighting mid-level competition. I mean, he has one over Gerald Harris, uh, you know, John Salter, but just not huge quality wins. And then, uh, you know, he fights Masasi and beats him. It's a big win for him. Um, but, you know, Rafael Lovato Jr., he's, he's a fourth-degree black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's a multiple-time Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world champion in the Gi and out of the Gi. And, uh, you know, you mentioned his size. He's six foot three with a 78-inch reach. So he is a big middleweight. Um so he could potentially face Bader, and it would be uh, an interesting fight stylistically for sure. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, they should probably run it back. Just Masasi has been a good fighter, and uh, like you said, the division's weak as shit. So, uh, you know, rematch makes sense to me. I guess that's pretty much that for the uh, Bellator and uh, BKFC card. That went well over five minutes. It did. I'm sorry. It happens. Uh, I feel like it's all my fault. Well, it is. I'm Wait. about to cry. Don't cry because what? that embarrasses me. We're looking me. forward to next weekend. Yeah, we've got uh, UFC on ESPN3 in Ganu versus Dos Santos. Banger! Um, we're just going to mention the undercard fights real quick. I'm just going to go over it. Heavyweight, we've got Maurice Green and Junior Albini. Uh, women's strawweight, Emily Whitmire and Amanda Rebos. Light heavyweight, Dolce. Lungiama Bula versus Justin Ledet. Uh, lightweight, Jared Gordon versus Dan Morad. Featherweight, Jordan Griffin versus Vince Murdoch. Light heavyweight, Eric Anders versus Vinicius Moreira. Did not realize Anders was on this card. Um, and then bantamweight, Ricardo Ramos versus Journey Newsom. 
Um, not a lot of huge names, but some interesting fights. Eric Anders is on there. Your boy. Coming off... Uh, a whooping. A how whooping. Um, the main card, though, has got some good fights on it. Uh, we've got Alonzo Minifield and Paul Craig. Um, you know, Paul Craig's a guy that pulls uh, wins out of his ass a lot. Alonzo Minifield is a freak. He's uh, a good prospect. He's a light heavyweight. Um, Drew Dober, Marco Polo Reyes, and then uh, Roosevelt Roberts and Fink. Polo! Main three fights, though. Those, these are the ones we're going to talk about. We've we're got, talking uh, about Polo. Yeah, we can talk about Polo. I mean, Marco Polo Reyes or the Polo. the local celebrity Polo. Not Marco Polo. Marco Polo, Polo Reyes. That's his new Instagram name, actually. I thought Marco it was, uh, what was it before? LeBron James, King Polo. Uh, King James, Laupac Jones. King James, Laupac Jones. Shit's badass, man. Uh... <laughs> Welterweight fight, Damian Maya, Anthony Rocco Martin. Uh, Damian Maya is um, 307 years old, but he's still competing at a high level. He's actually 41. Is he the favorite? Uh, I'm sure he is. You know, he's generally going to be the favorite over guys that don't have a, an elite skill set. Um, you know, you have to go all the way. Hey, really, looking at his career, you've got to go back to probably. God, he's honestly never lost to anybody that isn't good. I mean, his, his last few losses are to Usman, Covington, Woodley. Then you go back to 2014, he lost to McDonald and Jake Shields. I mean, he just pretty he's much... Rocky ranked? Um, I'm sure he is. He's probably ranked low 15s. Uh, I'll check in just a second. Uh, a lot of people write Damian Maya off and, and try to use him nah. as, as proof that jiu-jitsu doesn't work in MMA. I think that's absurd. bullshit? Yeah, to me... Have you seen proof. his resume? Like, yeah. I mean, you have to write off a lot of guys to say that he hasn't had a successful career. But um, anyway, yeah, he's coming up and went over Lyman Good. He's fighting Anthony Rocco Martin. And uh, to answer your question. I like Rocky a lot, man. Like, I think he's a really good fighter. He's pretty young. Uh, this is the absolute definition of throwing a prospect in with the Wolves. You know, that bottom 15 and 185 are guys with potential. But they've never really fought the killers of the division and I'm still willing to put Damian Maya in the killers of the division so uh I like Rocky a lot I think he'll be in too deep but if I, he proves me wrong then that's huge for him you're talking one more fight and he makes you know he impresses in his fighting in his fights Jesus Christ uh that uh it'll be great yeah, he's won eight of his last ten fights in four straight since moving up to welterweight. Um, but he hasn't fought anybody quite like Damian Maya. He has coming off a win over Sergio Marias, who is a, a, a very good BJJ guy himself. But he's no Damian Maya. Um, you know, Tony Martin actually does win the majority of his fights with submissions. He only has one knockout win. Uh, but it, it is recent over Ryan LaFlair. So, um with that being said, though, I um, I like this fight a lot. Damian Maia is probably my favorite fighter ever. I guess I'm a little biased here. But, um, you know, unless Martin can knock Maya out, I think that Maya will probably just choke him. I know we're not giving predictions, but, you know, got to let everybody know where I stand on that one. Uh, Co-main event, who's here for me? Going Joseph Benavidez. Um, should this be an interim title fight? Yes, but it won't be. 
Which is unfortunate. Yeah, especially not on the shorter notice. Pretty much, if they're going to make an interim title fight, it's going to be the winner of this fight versus somebody who's not on either of these guys' levels. I like uh, Formiga a lot. Uh, I just think Joe Ben's the best 125er in the world, and I'll stick to that because he, at least, okay, he's the best 125er in the UFC uh, because the best is no longer there, and the champion didn't beat the champion, former champion, or Joe Ben, so... Yeah, um, you know, it has been six years ago, so it's, you know, basically a lifetime in MMA, but uh, for what it's worth, these two did actually fight um, once before, and Joseph Benavidez stopped Formiga with a knee to the body and punches in the first round in Brazil, so uh, he he will have that uh, in his head going into the fight, but uh, yeah, this should definitely be an interim title fight, I agree. Just makes this card uh, that much better because that's actually an interim title fight that makes sense. So, um, you know, the, the headliner of this card was originally supposed to be Tyron Woodley and Robbie Lawler. I hate that we're missing out on that. Um, main event: Francis Ngannou and Junior Dos Santos. Just take the floor. Let me know what you think. Uh, I love both of these fighters. Uh, Francis, from the first time I saw his first fight in the UFC live with you. And I just remember thinking, oh my god, this dude's going to kill everybody that he stands across from. Proved me right up until, uh, did he fight Stipe first? Yeah. And then followed that with Derek Lewis. Now that's a horrible, horrible two-fight skid. That's one of the worst two-fight skids in UFC history. How bad he looked in both of those fights. Um, that being said, since then he's bounced back, he... One thing that concerns me about his game is he's done it in the same style he got to the title shot with. He just knocks dudes the fuck out. Um, You're fighting a guy who's very technically sound in boxing. Uh, So if Junior can be evasive and get in and out, then Junior will win the fight. Can he do that? If he can do that for two rounds, if he cannot get touched big time by Francis for two rounds, the fight's over. Junior's going to win somehow maybe knocks him out in the later rounds. Yeah, I um I mean that's the thing. You know, a lot of people like to criticize Ngannou and say that he, you know, he just hits hard or that he hasn't beat anybody. I don't really understand either criticism. I mean, being able to hit hard and knock dudes out in 1 minute is not a bad thing. Nope. And uh, you know, as, as far as his wins, I mean, to say he hasn't beat anybody, you have to write off guys like Alistair Overeem, mm-hmm. Curtis Blades, and Kane Velasquez. Mm-hmm. Who He's are, beat the best of the best. Yeah, who are all pretty good fighters. Uh, you know, Stipe beat him, and that derailed him a little bit. And he's such an interesting case, because this is a guy who five or six years ago, you know, was, I think, homeless or something. And in that short amount of time, he, he learned to fight well enough to contend with the best heavyweights in the UFC. But we saw what a loss did to him mentally, the the, the Stipe fight. I mean, it totally changed him, and that led to the Derek Lewis loss. But, uh, you know, his last two fights, he's KO'd Curtis Blades and Cain Velasquez in under a minute. So, um, Very well could be the fate of Junior Dos Santos. It takes one punch. Yeah, uh, to touch on what you were saying, you know, it's if Ngannou... You know, we don't know that Ngannou can't knock somebody out in the later rounds. We're we just don't assuming know it. Um, we don't because he got tired against Stipe, but that was also you know somewhat of a wrestling match at certain points. Whereas Ngannou, you know, I don't. I, I, it'll be interesting to see if Dos Santos does try to grapple at any point. He does have a jujitsu black belt, though. Ngannou's questioning that, but um, 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, DeSantis is going to have to avoid the big shot, just hit the body, and, you know, in the later rounds, start looking for a knockout, I guess. But, uh. JDS pulled his guard. <laughs> I mean, you just wonder if you might see something like that. Like, if Nganu hits him hard, if DeSantis will try to maybe use that blind belt for the first time in his career, and we'll see if it's, uh. If it's legit. I'll, I'll tell you what, if he takes Nganu down and Nganu just like sweeps him immediately, he Nganu might be right about calling out that black belt corner. But I don't know. Um Then again, Nganu's huge and probably could sweep him. Touch on one of those points. Um A guy like Francis, it just doesn't make sense. The one thing about having all those muscles, and I concern for it for the future of basketball, Zion Williamson as well. Oxygen's require. Uh, Jesus Christ, Patrick. Muscles require a lot of oxygen, and fighting is different than any other sport. You're literally getting hit, and having to move constantly and throw offense yourself. Throwing a punch is fairly physically exerting. If anybody's listening to this podcast and hasn't ever hit a bag for 60 seconds, just just steady hitting a bag, not even too fast, just throw on your own pace, hit a bag for 60 seconds. See how that feels afterwards. I know I would be fucking dying right now if I hit a bag for a minute right now. Um, so I'd love to see a fight where Francis gets a late round knockout after being competitive in the first few rounds. That would be great. That would show me an evolution of his game that I would be like, okay, if DC, if Stipe beats DC, he would have a shot against Stipe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, I really not. I mean, do you want to make a pick right now? That's an official I pick. got Francis by knockout. Yeah, I think I, uh, I do too. I mean, it's just, I agree. I mean, we do definitely need to see a little bit of an evolution from him. But the way, honestly, both these guys have losses to the, to the Steve Bay, now that I think about it. And neither have fought DC. We watched JDS get knocked out by Steve Bay. We were there for that. That was a cool weekend. Went mm-hmm. to Dallas, Texas. Fine town. Fine town. We've been to Dallas twice, but what, well, together, twice. What, uh, what restaurant do we frequent? Uh, was it Dave and Buster's? Dave and Buster's. Yeah. Same one both times. Why, why do you think they call him Buster? That's the name. Hey, Buster. What do you think he bust? Hey, Buster. Panther thought of San Andreas. Buster. CJ, fool. Wow. I love that game. I've been playing a lot of that game. Yeah, it was a great game. I don't play it. What play else it. we got? Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, one championship's coming to America. They're settling here. Uh, I mean, setting up some uh, headquarters here. You know, it'll be interesting to see if their uh, style of martial arts appeals uh, in America. We're, we're much more about uh, flash and uh, wealth and flaunting that wealth. Whereas one's more about honor and integrity and all that stuff. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. And uh, last thing, Clay Guida versus Jim Miller has been announced. Uh, they've both been in the UFC since it, probably 06 or so. Um, I love the fight. Yeah. It's going to be a great one. Yeah. Between legends. Um, to touch on one, man, uh, damn. Like, legitimately, if they can start throwing American cards and getting decent names on those cards, Demetrius Johnson... Being one, 
you know, and then you can make the argument DJ was never a draw, whatever. Um, it, it'll be interesting. One is a company that might have a shot at competing. I feel like they pay their fighters well. I feel like they can put on a show. Hopefully they don't... Is it Ryzen that does the intermissions? Yeah, for like five hours. Okay. No. That like, can't happen. fucking terrible. Great uh, shows. Is, is there anything else you got, bud? Before we uh, get out of here? No, I guess uh, I guess now's your chance to... Well, uh, that is the Oh, end. oh, one thing. Uh, go ahead and leave us a positive review on iTunes, of course. Uh, not a negative one. If you have a negative review, um, just open your window and yell it uh, at the top of your lungs out into the neighborhood. But do not uh, leave it on iTunes. We're going to steal a concept from the Fighting With Myself podcast. Also, if you have the Anchor app, feel free to leave us a voice message on our page. Uh, We'd love to hear some questions, comments, concerns. Uh, And uh, also... As always, check out the MMA Torch, Scrap, uh, dot co. Uh, you can find us on the number one bullshitters podcast on Rockfin. Uh, what else? To, there's a lot of great stuff out there. And that was the MMA Scope. This is Comet saying thank you from PTD Radio. I'm going to actually kick it out to PTD himself. To close out the show. Hey, baby, don't get that on the dresser now. Sit that ass up. Uh, hey, Connor, what's happening, baby? Okay, now, this has been uh, what I assume was an amazing episode of PT. Don't touch that. Well, on PTD Radio, baby, so uh, go ahead and uh, remind you that uh, any donations to any of PTD Foundation's uh P S H A H E E N zero at catch it, you know what I'm saying, baby. So uh, that was PTD Radio. Thank y'all for listening. I think I'm gonna go have a peanut butter sandwich.